This podcast is brought to you by Backyard Box Office Kansas City. Listen up, NFL fans. Imagine you're in the backyard, ribs on the smoker, two hours to kick off, and all the neighbors will be at your house soon. But you only have 50 inches of screen and a few couch spots. This year, call Backyard Box Office Kansas City and have them bring the big screen outdoor theater experience to you with screens from 10 feet all the way up to 23 feet. Everyone in the neighborhood can come together to watch the big game for scheduling and prices. Go to BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com and use code TLC for 10% off. Again, that's BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com, code TLC for 10% off. Listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. And by that, we mean whoever in San Diego made the Chargers leave San Diego because they belong in San Diego, but they're still our rivals, so it has so many meanings. Welcome to the TLCFP. I'm Landon Fields. You can follow me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Tyler Savaitanaya. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Suavage underscore. And it is the first of two Chiefs versus Chargers weeks. Chiefs coming off their first loss of the year and early loss. Uh, Both teams go into that game one and one before we get too deep real quick i want to shout out someone that i usually shout out on this podcast for football related reasons joshua briscoe uh had a big uh medical Uh, scare over this week um he went through a lot uh very very serious very scary kind of situation he is recovering josh is somewhere between a friend and an acquaintance for me um a guy i know is probably the best way to describe it um so definitely thinking about you, Josh, praying for you. Uh, glad to see that you are on the mend. And, uh, you know, if you look at Twitter, everyone else agrees with me. Everyone. So everyone's behind you, man. Um, glad to see you're getting better. Definitely wanted to shout out um, one of the one of the, I would say one of the leading members in Internet Chiefs talk. Definitely. Um, on, on at least on Twitter, for sure. Um, He's a leader in the city. He's definitely yeah, a leader in the city. Certainly so. Certainly so. Would agree. Definitely want to just mention that real quick before we go. But yes, we have Chiefs and we have Chargers. No Caleb today. He is uh, doing interesting, cool things like working a Royals game, helping out with audio for the Royals TV broadcast, which is cool. So I know, right? He's out doing that. uh, And we had really no other great time to do a show. So it's just Tyler and I tonight. But uh, Tyler, what do you think? Chiefs coming off a loss. Chargers with a good quarterback, a, a fairly talented roster. But they're also coming off a loss at home to the Dallas Cowboys. A very close 20 to 17 loss. How are you feeling about this game? Big, big kind of 30,000 foot view here. Um, I think the 30,000 foot view, I think the loss means more to the Chiefs than it does to the Chargers. 
the chart, you know, especially uh, Justin Herbert. I think he's seven and 10 as a starter. He's got a losing record. He's taken his lumps. And I think he'll continue to take his lumps. He's he's still kind of young and morphing into that team. But I think it means more to this Chiefs team with Pat Mahomes, uh, former MVP, Super Bowl champions, um, and that defense getting their butt kicked. And they do have an attitude. Um, they just aren't showing it well. Um, I, I am nervous going into this game. It's rivalry. Um, we always play the Chargers close no matter who's in it. Quarterback. Uh, so I, I am going to be a little bit nervous here, especially seeing uh, who is either out, uh, doubtful, or questionable for the game. We got the updates today after practice. Chris Jones, questionable, wrist. Um, I think Tavarius Ward, questionable, wrist. And guess who's listed as doubtful? We're going to call him Mr. Limited, Frank Clark. <laughs> Mr. Limited. Nothing new. I'm there. gonna steal that. I'm gonna steal that from C dot. I don't like C dot very much, but he does come up with a couple good things here and there, and that's one of them. Because Frank Clark, not only are you not playing well, so you're Mister Invisible. You're also Mister Limited because you're never in the game. Also stealing it from Russell Wilson, just the opposite, and but equally as dorky. <laughs> it's uh. all. It's 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 way worse as Mister Unlimited. I'll give it that. It's way worse. It's way worse as Russell Wilson. Really do not like seeing Chris Jones listed as questionable. Um, that's probably the most upsetting one. Uh, Frank Clark is just annoying because that just kind of seems where th- that's just what he is. Ready for it feels him. like a lot of the time now. Ready for him. Uh, it's got to be sooner rather than later. I mean, it, it's just a weird spot be with that contract. It's so big, but well, we we yeah. lose no money uh, in dead cap after this season. Same with the Anthony Hitchcock situation. So. It'll yeah. get done this year. I just, yeah, I'll probably do it. You know, you look everywhere and you're like, man, it, without Frank Clark, we don't win that Super Bowl. I, I, I truly believe that. Uh, That's fair. But I would have much rather for longevity, contract, just cohesive unit as a team, take Montez Sweat. <laughs> Keep that pick and take Montez Sweat. Yeah, I can't say that I inherently disagree. I mean, he's a fairly talented player. But even just, you know, it's kind of like any young pass rusher, just, you know, you could be saving a lot of money right now with a guy that you probably like more. Should have kept uh, Taco. Than Frank Clark. Um, <laughs> well, let's not go crazy. Should have kept Taco. He'd, he'd at least be playing in the game. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, on the Chargers side of things, Joey Bosa is questionable, but he did not practice all week or at least not Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. out. And Justin Jones, uh, defensive lineman, uh, he is doubtful, also did not practice all week. Derwin James did not practice Wednesday, but was a full tar- full participant uh, both Thursday and Friday. With Derwin James's injury history, any injury report uh, listing for him is kind of noteworthy. Um, I, I don't know if it really is. I honestly don't no, expect I don't, him I to mean, practice. That's I, fair. Ex- I expect him to show up on game day. And that's about it. I don't want him on the practice field because knowing also his, his history, if you're a Chargers fan, you sure as hell do not want him out there and possibly getting hurt in a small little tussle, a roll up, uh, a bad landing like that. That is the star of your defense. And when he plays in games, man, that guy is damn good. He's one of the top safeties without a shadow of a doubt. 
Really, really good. One of the few guys in the NFL that I would even give a shot to covering Travis Kelsey. Um, do you think that's fair? Do you think he has a chance to do that? Um, to be honest, I don't think there's a single person in the league that can cover Travis. I, I don't not not single handedly. Now, if if we're going back to uh, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed days where you're allowed to be a little bit more physical, I think I think. Yeah, then you can put in those top safeties at Ed Reed. I don't think Ray Lewis could do it. I think he'd be a little bit more physical, but I think he'd just get outmanned. Um, maybe maybe Earl Thomas could have done it, a couple other guys. But the way that the game's being played now, I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're not six foot 10 and about 300 pounds and, and be able to run as fast as Travis Kelsey, it's not happening. It's not happening. I think that's almost a little bit of a fair point. I think he is just arguably too good of a route runner, uh, too savvy a player. And then when you factor in the guy who's throwing him the football, that's a very tough cover. It's just very, very difficult. I think Derwin James could make life more difficult uh, if they, and I, I would imagine, obviously, they're going to try to put their defense in situations where Derwin James is uh, against Travis Kelsey or in a spot where he will cover Travis Kelsey. Um, but I also agree. I don't know. If if you could straight man to man anybody on Travis Kelsey and really expect to get consistent stops, but I mean, how often do you do that? So you it's know, very if you want to, you want to look very at Ravens, because it's it's absolute suicide. If, if you want to look at the last two games that the Chiefs have played, and Travis Kelsey has gone off on both of those, they didn't have a double coverage the way that the Chargers are going to have a double coverage, and that means that you're going to have an elite defensive back covering him. I won't say 100 percent of the plays, but he's going to be on Travis at least 90 percent of the plays. And the other 10%, he's going to be over the top helping on Tyreek. But, you know, that's where his, his, Derwin James's elite ability is going to come from is being able to help double coverage, stay kind of over the top while either a linebacker or one of the slot corners plays up in front. Yeah, no, that would make a lot of sense. I think that's almost what you have to do. You have to put two men on Travis Kelsey. It's just hard when you also have Tyreek Hill on the other side that you'd very much like to put minimally two guys on very <laughs> much, pretty much all times as well. Um, that's the tough thing is like that. No matter what, I think this chief's offense is going to be good. Barring injuries. It, it's going to be very, very, very difficult to stop this team consistently. I don't really know how you do it. Even with the chiefs having so far, no one's really emerged as a wide receiver too. It's only been two games. We had our questions about it. It doesn't seem like they can run the ball super effectively yet either. So don't really have that as a weapon yet. It's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey out here, but Travis Kelsey's had two great games. Tyreek Hill had an absolutely dominant game in week one against the Browns. Very quiet. Uh, They did keep him quiet. The the Ravens did in in week number two, uh, but that didn't really stop the Chiefs offense very much. They still scored 35 points and, and should have won that game. I do think the Chargers are good. I think they're talented. Do you think... Right now, they are the second best team. We talked about this a little bit in the previous show, but do you think they're the second best team in the AFC West? I do. I think if we take a a 30,000 foot view and we don't take just these two games into account, we look at what, what, what went on last season and where we think their ceiling is. I think they're the second best team in, in, in the division. I think they're probably one of the better teams in the league. Now you want to take the last two games. Uh, obviously, I think the Chiefs are still one of probably the best. They're, they're the best team in the AFC West in the division. Um, but if we're going to take the rest of the three teams, 
Denver, LA, and Vegas. Um, right now, Vegas is looking to be. See, I don't know. I, it's it's really really hard because Denver has played two poor teams, and Very. Vegas did not have a good outing their their first week against the Ravens. However, they still got the win, much like. You know, the Ravens didn't look very good against the Chiefs last week, but they came out with the win. Um, And so I think the sign of a good team is being able to pull out wins even when the game is ugly. And right now, the way that the Raiders have been trending year in and year out and the coach that we know John Gruden to be, it's looking as if it's going to be a toss up between the Raiders and the Chargers for number two in the division this year. I think if I had... In a toss-up situation, I'm usually going to bet money on the better quarterback, which I do believe to be Justin Herbert of course. with all my heart. Even though Derek Carr has put up good stats through two weeks, uh, I Justin Herbert, I, I think most most football fans that watch the NFL consistently on a weekly basis and really pay attention would agree Justin Herbert is the better quarterback. Yeah. At least that's not the Oakland and Vegas era. I don't, I don't believe in the in the Raiders defense either. I think there's a, I think no. there's a conglomeration of things that have been happening. And like I said, if we're going to take a view of where they were last year, I think it's easy to see who the number two is. But Raiders yeah. are off to a hot start this year. They definitely are. The Chargers in week one, they beat the Washington football team. I believe the score was 20 to 16. And then in week two, they lose to the Dallas Cowboys 20 to 17 on if it wasn't right at the buzzer it was very near the buzzer in the fourth quarter to lose a close game yep, Herbert um, through the uh game ending uh interception in the corner of the end zone there you go um it, what what do you make of that those are two teams that i think we have we think are at least not terrible but we also have a lot of questions about two close games one a win one a loss also not very many points scored either way yeah, let's, I mean, let's take a little bit of look at the stats through two weeks for both teams. So um, Kansas City holds the 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 top in, in most of this. Um, so right now, the Chiefs are scoring 34 points a game on average, while the Chargers are only putting up 18 and a half. Um, so they're, they did go up against what I would call a decent defense in, in the football team, but a fairly poor defense. Say in, Dallas, not supposed to be a good defense. Not putting up anything. Um, they have only allowed 18 points a game, which is scary um, going up against the Chiefs. We'll see how high powered the offense can be this week. Uh, it sounds like uh, from camp or not from camp, but from practice, Clyde Edwards Lair had one of the best practices of his career. Is what it's sounding like. So we'll have to see how that plays out for the week, but it sounds like he's getting his butt in gear a little bit. Uh, but on the other hand, the Chiefs have also allowed 32 and a half points per game. And we know that these Chargers, when given a chance, Justin Herbert can go off. He, he's done it to the Chiefs uh, two times last year. Now, the Chiefs have given up 407 and a half yards. Chargers have given up 430. So they're they're about even uh, on average. Uh, That's actually really interesting. The Chargers have given up more yards, but significantly less points. They give up, uh, and here's a funny thing: they give up less passing, or uh, yeah, less passing yards by three. It's three thirty-seven to three forty, but they give up nearly a hundred yards rushing per game. Where the Chiefs, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, Sixty-seven and a half. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to take that. that's that's by your rushing yards per game. That's how yes. So they put up 337 to our 340, and they put up 92 to our 67 and a half. 
and then allowed uh, it's a big it's a big difference it's a, it's over a hundred yard difference uh they they only allow three hundred and forty eight yards to our four hundred and eighty two uh knowing that we give up two hundred and two yards rushing it does not bode well going against Austin Eckler who is going to dice up our linebackers all game, which is very scary for me, knowing how poorly our defense has been in the run game and in the pass game. Yeah, that's even honestly, somehow, somehow this is true. The linebackers over the years, the last few have been even worse in pass coverage than in run defense, which it's is really just sad, stunningly like, bad go from DJ and Tomba and, and Justin Houston to a bunch of rat boys. Just a bunch it's of red can't can't do nothing. You can't they, they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. How do we go from an all elite Nick Bolton can tackle? Just, it's disgusting. It's despicable. It, and see, that's the thing. Austin Eckler is a very good receiving back. It scares me. And he's a good rushing back. He's a good rushing back. He's a good receiving back. He can and they do have a, a lot great of offensive line. They have a very good offensive line. When you mix all that with an with what we think to be an elite quarterback in the making, they're 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 going to be a dangerous team. They're going to score. Like, let's be real. The Chiefs defense has been truly poor through two games. The Chargers, even though they have not scored a lot of points yet, they're going to score points in this game. They're going to have, I would think, probably 27 plus points against the Chiefs in this game. I would be very surprised if it's less unless the Chargers just implode and turn the ball over like four or five times. Which we've we've also seen that happen with with Tyron Tyron coming in and getting two picks on the first three drives last week. So, I mean, it it, like this defense, I'm going to call it a joke. It's not, we know that they can get it in gear, but this defense is like, you have no idea what's going to happen. Austin Eckler. I feel is going to have so many plays where he's just running, running back to the flat routes. And we're just going to scream at the TV. Why is there no (laughs) one over there? Because no one is going to be within 15 yards covering Austin Eckler in the flat probably four or five times. It's going to be frustrating to watch. I don't really like the way you stop him is probably hopefully have Willie Gay, which they're a hundred percent not having Willie Gay yet. Cause he's on IR. He's, gonna he's expected and, to be back next week in week four, which would be great. Let's let's have him back. Let's have him back. Hopefully he plays a lot of snaps. Nice. Hopefully he actually starts and hopefully he actually plays. He'll be off IR. Whether or not he's actually going to play the full complement of snaps. We'll see. He will eventually. It's turbulent. I'm not too worried about it. I'm not he worried. He sounds very optimistic on the yes. on the tweeter. Certainly not worried in the long term. Hopefully he can just come back and be, you know, right back in there starting in game one back. How do you, you see this fought, game going so far? Like you know, we've we've kind of taken a thirty thousand foot view. Yeah. How do you expect this game to go and and who comes out? It's it's gonna be a little bit of boring piece of analysis because I think it's gonna go a lot like the last two games. Uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. And I know the last two games on a, you know, not boring level, games. but very different. And they've not been boring games at all. My analysis will be a little bit boring because I think it's going to be just very similar to those games. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think the Chargers are going to be in positions, at least at times, where they look like they're going to be a better team. I think no one can stop Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey when healthy. And they are. And I don't think you can ever truly consistently stop them. I think there's like a 45% chance the Chargers win this game. And that would be interesting just to watch Chiefs Twitter meltdown into a puddle of emotion 
for a day. But I don't think the Chargers are actually going to win this game. I think the Chiefs are going to win. It's going to be close. It's going to be nail-biting. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be annoying. And I don't know if it's going to be 100% pretty all the time. But Pat, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey are going to make plays. I think the Chiefs win. I think the score is going to be something like 34-27. I like it. I like it. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Caleb, get ready to clip this. We're going on TikTok, boys. So this is how you do a little bit of that same analysis, but put a little in your chest here. This is going to be electrifying. This is going to be offensive scoring. We're going to have one turnover. If you're better, put your money on one turnover. It's only going to be one turnover all game. It's not going to come on special teams. It's not going to come from the Chiefs or Patrick Mahomes or Clyde. Clyde's going to run it down their throats, all right? He's going to have a big game over 100 yards. Put your money on it. Justin Herbert's going to throw a pick, and it's not going to be in crunch time when, it, when they're about to throw it in the back. This isn't going to be Dallas, all right? He's going to throw it early in the game. Defense is going to set the mood, and then they're going to screw it up like usual. And that's okay because it's still going to end up a two-score win by the Chiefs. It's going to be an offensive battle back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to say, and see, now I have to do my math here because I'm awful at math. So correct. You just have to be plus 11 to make your first statement correct. <laughs> ten, <laughs> or plus 10, 10 nine, ten. nine. I'm going to put this at 43 to 32 Kansas City Chiefs. That would be a incredible game to watch. I would love watching that. There's going to um, be sort almost, of. there will be almost a thousand yards of total offense this game. Put your money. Hey, on. That that sounds like my kind of game. That would be fun. Yards total. Put your unfortunately, money. I think this is kind of indicative of how the Chiefs, like our worries of how the Chiefs will lose in January, are just going to be. It's it's going to be just. Man, further enforced by another game. Spags but I just going to get win. the defense together by the end of the year. Spags, he, he always does. He, came he has to. He has to. We came in in 2019 and the defense was uh, ranked 30, 30th, 31st through uh, the first 12 games. Oh, he, uh, and, and then the later half, they were great they were top five, Right. We came in last year at the beginning of the season. Uh, we were top. Uh, no, excuse me. At the beginning of the first half of last season, we were bottom 25. We came we came back the last half of the season and we were a top seven defense. You know, we're starting off really, really bad this year. Let's get through the first half of the season, see where we're ranked. There's got to be progression every year. Just because the first couple of games go awry doesn't mean doesn't mean that it's gone. It just means that maybe we're scheming incorrectly. We definitely have the wrong players because they're not being available to to play. And, and there's some things that are going to have to change and and maybe some mentalities have to switch. LJ played amazing last year. Th- there's no way that you go from playing that good to where he was in the first two games and being completely silent. silent. Jaron Reed doesn't come from – he was in Seattle last year, right? So you don't come mm-hmm. from Seattle and and put up the, the QB pressures, the QB hits, and a couple of sacks that he has and come in and do absolutely nothing. There's no, there's no way that Chris Jones is a defensive tackle doesn't, you know, he's putting up 20, 20 pressures a season. He, he put up 22 sacks in a season and we move him outside and it, like, they're going to get this stuff figured out. It's just the first couple of games. This is how it works throughout the season. This is, this is how Spags does it. We've got to modify to who we're playing and don't forget the back quarter. It, it, we've kind of, I know we talked about it in our preview show, 
we talked about the front half of our season being completely loaded and the back half of our season being a little bit scared, uh, very easy. It's now looking like the last quarter of our season is going to be going to be uh, easy versus that last half. And so I'm kind of getting worried about how strong this schedule is. Uh, it's going to get it's going to get a little bit hairy there towards the end. If we don't. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, no, I, I agree with that largely. I, I do think with this specific defense, I think there's a lot of, there's some differences. Obviously you've, you've been missing the guy you hope is your best linebacker and Willie Gay. Uh, and certainly is the highest potential linebacker you have by a lot. Um, he's been gone. You've, you've moved the guy who's been your first or second best defensive player to a new position to start the season. And Juan's got to, Juan's got to get more snaps. Like it's, And it's a guy who's been in a, a was a great safety his rookie year. He was great his rookie year. He's going to get it. Especially for a rookie. He's, he's been either injured, and now this year, they just won't start him over Dan Sorensen. You know how we feel about Dan Sorensen. you got to start one Thornhill. It's been weird. I do agree with you, though. I do think I have confidence that they will at least get better. And that's all they need to do is just get better. If you're better with the caliber of offense you have, that's a recipe to win a lot of games, both during the season and come January and hopefully February. Um, anything uh, else here's on Caleb's pick? Okay, we got yes. Caleb's pick. They it are in, in so we do have it. Um, Caleb is picking this game. Chiefs thirty-one to twenty-one. He says Herbie with two picks. I like it. I can see it. I think that's a little bit low scoring. A little bit low scoring, at least. Um, I think but so. I like it. I think so. I think there's going to be a lot more scoring with the yardage that's going to be available. Yeah, no, it's going to be. A, and this is the first noon kick in Arrowhead, which is always kind of fun. I hate, I hate uh, I love watching the noon window in red zone so oh, much. I, agree I hate you. having the. Well, I, I hate having the Chiefs. In right. Window. Yes. Yes. I want to agree. kick back agree. and like wait for my team to be right. at right time. Get the rest of these. Right. Like, get most or at least three twenty five. Like, come on. Yeah. Totally agree there. Uh, any other anything else about that game or we want to move on here um, I think we're good to move on unless you got anything nope no I'm good let's, okay. let's move on we've got Pick'em coming up uh, we were all three correct in our Thursday night Pick'em Panthers Texans Panthers come away with a big win CMC goes down with an injury they do not believe it to be uh, an Achilles it could be just as much as a sprained ankle and they're taking it easy um, so our Thursday games turned out all right, and we will jump into the Sunday noon hour window games to start us off. We've got the Washington football team heading into Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, New York, taking on Josh Allen and the Bills. Bills are seven point favorite. Landon, who you got? I am going to take the Bills. Uh, I think that they are they're the better team. Washington, I do think they're interesting, but I definitely think Buffalo, I think they're going to get the win here. It uh, looks like Caleb is also picking the Bills over the football team, and that's going to make it a three-peat for me. This Washington team hasn't looked the best, um, but expect Taylor Henneke to, to get in like he has been. I think he's still going to ball out. Now, we do have a rookie starting in his first game. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the uh, Chicago Bears heading into Cleveland, Ohio, taking on the Browns. Browns are a seven and a half point favorite. Caleb took the Bears to win this game, which was quite surprising to me. 
Um, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns to win this game. Um, man, imagine walking up to somebody in like 2011 and being like, yeah, I definitively <laughs> think the Browns are better than the Chicago Bears. Um, they are, though. I think they are by a decent amount. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be bad, but I definitely think the Browns are a better team top to bottom. So give me Cleveland. I am also going to take Cleveland on this one, um, but I think this one will actually be a high scoring affair. Um, and I actually need it to be because the price of the brick needs to go up on Justin Fields so that I can uh, I can get him off of my practice squad uh, and get him into the loving hands of somebody who needs him and also bolstering my own bench. In fantasy football. In, in our <laughs> dynasty league, yes, of course. Uh, next up in the noon hour, we've got the Baltimore Ravens heading into Detroit, Michigan, taking on Jared Goff and the Lions. They have been biting off kneecaps but not coming away with wins. Baltimore is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, Detroit, they've been playing tough, um, at least for stretches of games. But they have not put together a whole one yet. I don't think that will start here. I think Baltimore wins by a couple of scores. I'm also going to take Baltimore here. They did look uh, a little waverly in their first two games. They are now getting some veterans in at the running back position. Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman. They've also got the uh, Taysom Williams, who, who's uh, been been bolstering their backfield. Uh, I think they're going to start looking a little bit better, and this de- Lions defense is, is not very good. I think Lamar is actually going to look real good in the passing game coming in. Yeah, and uh, Caleb also on the Ravens to make that three for three on so, Baltimore. So, uh, next up in the noon hour, we've got the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they are not, they're going to be led by, uh, I think it's going to be Jacob Eason. Uh, it is not going to be Carson Wentz. He is off with two sprained ankles, but they are going to go in it's and take only Carson Wentz. <laughs> only Carson Wentz. Uh, but they are going to be going into Nashville, Tennessee, taking on Derrick Henry and the Tennessee awful defense Titans. Tennessee Titans are a five and a half point favorite. Awful defenses usually look better against very young. Uh, mid to late round quarterbacks. Uh, So give me the Tennessee Titans to get the win. Yep. And it also looks like, yes, Caleb is going to take the Titans over the Colts as well. And I am also going to take the Titans over the Colts. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a massive day against these Colts. Their defense is looking uh, not not quite as bad, but uh, I don't think they're going to be able to hold. They've given up um, 300 uh, over 300 yards rushing to Derrick Henry alone over the last three games. Uh, Excuse me. I think it's almost 400 yards. Not a good way to win. (laughs) Not a good way to win games. Uh, next up in the noon hour, we've got the Saints heading into Foxborough, Massachusetts, taking on Mac Jones and the Patriots. Patriots are a three-point favorite. What are you thinking about Lacey James? I don't know, man. He hasn't thrown for two. He hasn't even thrown for two hundred yards yet. He only had, I believe, it was like a one hundred and eleven yards in the game against the Panthers. It was something putrid yep. like yep. that. Yeah, it was not good. He had one hundred and seventy-eight in his first game, along with five tutters. Which that was the only thing that really made that game great for him, obviously. I mean, of course, it's great when you score a lot of touchdowns, but otherwise, like, he did not put up stats, quote-unquote. This is a tough one to pick. I think I'm going... This is in Foxborough, you said? Correct. I think I'm going to take the Patriots, but this is going to be very low scoring. I I agree. Um, and it looks like uh, Caleb is going to take the Patriots over the Saints as well. I'm a little bit iffy here. Here's the This is a swing game for Jameis. He's got to come out and prove himself this game. 
We've got to we've got to see if the LASIK eyes are working. We've got to get the ball downfield. Alvin Kamara cannot sit in the backfield and just take just take passes out of the flats. Uh, this is a swing game for the Saints. I think it's a low scoring affair, and the Patriots do come away with a win. As much as I hate to see it and say it, I think that's what's going to turn out. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the Atlanta. Oh, good lord! We've got the Atlanta Falcons heading into MetLife Stadium, taking on the uh, Daniel Jones-led Giants. Giants are a three-point favorite. Wow, really? Uh, give me Atlanta. Giants battle line, bad quarterback equals losing most of the games you play. Uh, in Atlanta. Um, it looks like Caleb is going to agree with you. Caleb is also going to take the Falcons in this game. I'm not. Mm. As much as Daniel, as much as the Giants have looked poor in their last two games, there's also been something there. I think Daniel Jones is potentially on the cusp of maybe finally getting it together. And that doesn't mean that they're going to win against good teams, but finally putting together some sort of campaign to, to make the Giants want to keep him. It's not a contract year by any means, but give me the Giants to take a, take a win against the putrid Falcons as well as Matty Ice's arm has just gone to shit. They got hosed by Tampa, but Tampa's very <laughs> different than the Giants. That is true. Uh, next up in the noon hour, we've only got a couple more games here. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals led by Joe Burrow heading into Heinz Field, taking on Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Pittsburgh is only a three-point favorite. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. I like them this year. I think they're a team that is going to beat a lot of mediocre teams. Uh, so give me Cincinnati to take down Pittsburgh. That is a tough defense. Uh, that they'll be walking into in the Steel City. But I do think the Bengals will sneak out of there with a win. Uh, it looks like Caleb is also going to join you in the Bengals over the Steelers. I'm going to have to go the opposite way. As much as I hate Ben Roethlisberger and think that that, <coughs> excuse me, that offense is poor, the defense is really, really strong. Going against a, an offensive uh, offensive line that is absolutely putrid and I would not want blocking a college defensive <laughs> defensive line. Um, I think it's going to be a long, hard day for Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon back there. Last game in the noon hour, we've got the Arizona Cardinals heading into Jacksonville, Florida, taking on Urban Meyer and the Jags. Arizona is a seven and a half point favorite. Do you think they cover? I think they cover in the first half and then they stay way up in the second. Uh, Caleb, I think, would agree with that sentiment. Probably he also took the Cardinals. Cardinals big by a lot. One of the easier picks of the year, probably. Yeah, go ahead and put all your money on this one. You know, uh, you won't win and, much back, but. Well, that doesn't matter. There was a, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I uh, saw a post. I think it was from Bleacher Report. Uh, I can't remember what game it was, but a guy put $8,000 uh, on the favorite. And he won 80. It's free money, he said. Take the free money. It's not wrong. Take the free money. Uh, Next up, uh, we are now out of the noon games. We now have the 305 games, 325 games starting off. First game up, uh, the New York Jets led by Zach Wilson heading into Denver, Colorado, taking on the Broncos. The Broncos have three very easy games to start off the season. They are a 10.5 point favorite in this one. And much like the Panthers that have had a fairly easy schedule to start, um, Denver, like you said, easy, easy schedule to start this season. Um, they're also going to be a somewhat undeserved 3-0, but I think they're also going to blast the first three teams they play. Uh, give me Denver. 
Uh, Caleb is also going to take Denver in this one. I don't think it's undeserved necessarily. I mean, they're bad teams that they're playing. I think anybody deserves to win over these teams. Fair enough. That's <laughs> yeah, that's super fair. Um, I think they're going to cover, and I think honestly, Zach Wilson's probably going to come away here with another four picks against this good Denver Broncos defense. It's going to look putrid. It's going to be more than zero. <laughs> Next up in the 305 hour, we've got the Miami Dolphins heading into Las Vegas and the Death Star Stadium taking on the Raiders. Raiders are a three and a half point favorite. Tua is out because he broke his ribs. Um, So in that case, give me the Raiders to take down the Dolphins. Caleb agrees. He's on the Las Vegas Raiders as well. That's going to make it 3-0. if Matua is in the game, doesn't have broken ribs. I think it's a different. Uh, I think it's a different aspect. That offensive line is still really, really bad. Raiders' defensive line, no matter how bad their defense is, is still fairly strong. Uh, next up, we've got the three twenty-five games coming on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into SoFi, taking on the Rams. We've got a hell of a game here. Tampa Bay is a one-point favorite. Really good game. Really good game. I think the Bucks through two weeks have been quite definitively the best team. In the NFL, uh, they've certainly looked like it. I'm going to take the L.A. Rams to get the win at home. I, I think that's going to be a tough game for Tampa. I think you're going to see Matt Stafford play really, really well. It's close. It's going to be a decent amount of points. Give me the Rams. Uh, Caleb is also going to take the Rams here. Um, and and you know what? Just because of the time change, I know it's not a it's it's it is a massive difference. That's like four hours. Um, so I'm also going to take the Rams here. Uh, it's going to be like a primetime game for the Bucks, basically. And it, it's going to be a, uh, a light afternoon game for the Rams. I feel like they're going to be a little bit more energized here. Uh, I'm looking for Aaron Donald to get a little bit of hitch in his giddy up back in this game. Last game in the 325 hour, we've got the Seattle Seahawks heading into Minneapolis, taking on first cousins and the Vikings. Who you got? Uh, sorry, Seattle's a two point favorite. Kirk Cousins. Has not fared well against Seattle in his career. Uh, Minnesota has not fared well against Seattle in the last handful of years, and that will continue. Uh, Give me the Russell Wilson-led Seattle Seahawks. I think they are one of the best teams in the NFL. They they lost to the Titans. I'll give you that. They lost to the Titans. They looked really good for a half. Bad second half. I think they rebound. I still think they have a, a very strong season ahead. Give me Seattle. Uh, it looks like Caleb is also going to take Seattle. I'm going to go against both of you here and uh, give me first cousins to get his first win on the board. Both teams are going to come away one and two here. Dalvin Cook is in. He's looking strong. He's cooking it up. Um, cousins is is passing fairly well. Um, their defense is letting him down, but the Seahawks defense is looking absolutely unbearable, worse than the Chiefs. We are up to our Sunday night game kickoff at 7.20 p.m. Central Time. San Francisco taking on uh, the the Packers in a home game at Santa Clara, California. San Francisco is a three-point favorite. That's uh, that's a little surprising. I know Green Bay did not look good in week one. Uh, They did look a lot better in week two. I think they're going to continue that. I think Green Bay Packers are going to get the win. Caleb agrees. He's also on. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yes, sir. Uh, he's very high on Green Bay. I'm not as high on them, but I do think they win this game. I was very high on them at the beginning of the season. I'm not as high on them now, uh, but they also did bounce back against the Lions. We'll see if they can keep it rolling. I'm also going to take the Packers here. This 49ers defense is not looking strong. 
It's a lot of bad defenses for good teams going forward uh, so far through through two weeks. And finally, to wrap it up, our Monday night football game. It's a battle of the NFC least, but two teams that are looking fairly strong. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and the Philadelphia Eagles heading into AT&T Stadium, taking on Dak and the boys. Boys are a three and a half point favorite. Give me Philly. Uh, I think they their defense has looked very good through two weeks. Uh, and I and I like what I've seen from Jalen Hurts. I mean, yeah, he's not like he's not elite, but he's good. He's Playing good. very well. And Dallas, you never know when Dallas is just going to crap away a game. And I think it's going to be one of those nights. Uh, Caleb will disagree with you. He is going to take Dak and the boys in this game. But I am going to soul. I'm, I'm just going to agree with you there. No, no ifs, ands or buts. Um, Eagles defense has only allowed 11 and a half points a game. They're looking solid. They're putting up nearly 400, uh, giving up under 300 yards a game while the Cowboys are putting up nearly 500 yards a game. I think that defense is going to look a little stout. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles to walk away in this one as well. And that'll do it for game picks. That'll do it for this episode. We ended up going not that much shorter than normal, a little shorter than normal, but not that much. We can survive without Caleb. He's got to feel bad for <laughs> Caleb. He doesn't want this to happen. Maybe he'll just, quote unquote, forget to post this episode. Um, not him. It's me. <laughs> that's true. Never mind. This one's going up. Baby. We've changed. Um, we've changed around here, baby. No more bad takes. <laughs> I am Landon Fields. You can follow me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Tyler Savatinaya. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Suavage underscore. Go ahead and follow Caleb Durlin at C Durlin 53. And don't forget to follow the show at TLCFP. You can catch us on YouTube. Look at 15 for 50 on TikTok. We've got things going up and moving around here. Absolutely. Some fun times coming ahead for the show. Fun times to continue for the NFL season. Thank you all for listening. And as always, Chiefs. Chiefs.